Welcome to the official Brandon Ritchie Substack Podcast episode. Today's date is June the 16th. It's a Friday, June 16th, 2023. It's a Friday. Welcome aboard. If you're tuning in for the first time, I'm grateful to have your ears and to have your focus for this particular episode. And just to kind of give you the breakdown, the purpose of this uh, podcast and blog is to serve as a map for helping you and those around you to be a zenith during chaotic times. Being a zenith is critical. It means to be at your peak, your tip top, to be at your best. And my kind of theory of the case here in terms of doing that is that we all need to strive as individuals to be uh, sort of what I would consider to be like a renaissance man or woman where we seek understanding and we seek truth in a multitude of of topics and a multitude of of fields, if you will. And the the reason I talk about this is that the lived human experience, the whole point of this life and the whole point of the lived human experience is that we have to strive to be better. And that involves understanding, understanding life, understanding the things that move life, that make things happen. And these things are documented. This is all documented. Human beings that existed before us have documented these things. And we can see this and we can study these things in history and philosophy, geopolitics, culture. We can study it in business. And these are things that individuals have learned over the years. And so my goal and what I strive to do with my little uh, experience and peace here in life is to bring these things to the forefront, to bring, uh, have guests on in the past. And uh, uh, I do a lot of articles. I do a lot of study in history. I have my own background in uh, fitness and in health and in business. And so what I want to do is to bring that, that sort of perspective to the forefront because these things all funnel down to us as individuals. Our agency, our actions, or our inactions will result in our environment being a certain way. I'm, I don't subscribe to the thought of it, that I'm just going to sit back and allow the environment to sort of unfold and dictate how my life outcome will be. That is not a Western way of thinking or a form of enlightenment, in my opinion. I mean, if you do study enlightenment, it is not the way of that thinking at all. Uh, The thinking from the way I'm coming at it is the opposite. It it involves uh, you and I as individuals being able to act and live our lives in such a way that we impact the environment and we influence the culture and we, therefore, get a certain outcome based on those actions and those things that we support and those things that we subscribe to, okay? And that's why this show exists. And to kind of get you into that perspective, that's, that's the whole purpose here. And so that's what I'm trying to relay to the audience and to you. And if you're returning, uh, well, if you're a first time member, just do me a favor. And, uh, if you're here on the Substack, you can simply scroll down, or if you go to brandonritchie.substack.com, you'll be hit with a login box there and you can subscribe. You can become a subscriber, either a free subscriber, or if you really want to help to support an alternative form of media, an alternative platform, a platform that is uh, anti administrative state media 
talking point, uh, then you can become a paid subscriber. If you scroll down below the fold there, you'll see I offer a number of paid options. And uh, if you do become a paid subscriber, just to let you know, you will be able to access content that is there for paid members. You'll also be able to access all the free content as well. But with that, you there are different uh, different ways you can support the show financially. You can become a you know, buy a subscription for yourself, or you can also give a gift subscription. Uh, right now, I'm offering a, a 20% off for a year, if you scroll down below the fold there, particularly if you're on this episode. Uh, and uh, if you're not on this particular platform, uh, you could still be, you, you can become a free subscriber, but if you're not on this platform, you listen on another platform like Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, TuneIn, Pocket Cast. I'm on all of those platforms as well. I would just ask that if you are on those platforms, if you do want to demonstrate your support for the show there, please take a moment and leave a review, uh, particularly if you're on Spotify, uh, hit the follow button and then take about two seconds uh, to hit the five-star rating to help me blast through the firewalls of censorship and to surge to the top of the algorithm in that platform as well so that we can help others to be zenith during chaotic times, all right? So with that, I think I've covered all the bases here on the intro. One other thing I want to just kind of throw in, uh, if you are on the Substack directly, uh, I'll go back to the problem, the issue of the environment right now in terms of censorship. We're experiencing a lot of that here in the USA of all places. And uh, it's very concerning. It's a very serious problem. But I am working to circumvent that problem, and you can help me. And the way that you can help me is if you're on this particular episode, or if you're listening, or if you go to listen to any other episodes, scroll down to the bottom there directly on the Substack platform, and simply just drop a comment. Drop a comment with your feedback. Uh, If you want to do that, you can also uh, like the episode. There's a like button on the Substack, you can like it and share it as well. And Substack has their own sort of uh, ecosystem, social media platform called Notes. And you can share it there as you log in uh, to the Substack platform as well. So any and all of that engagement will help to drive and surge this message and this podcast to the top of the charts. And that is the way we can uh, combat uh, the censorship and impact the culture together. So I appreciate your your time, your energy, your support, your ears, uh, all of that. So this is sort of the uh, the environment we're in, but I appreciate your support. So on that note, all right, today's episode is going to be <clears throat> it's going to be an uh, article audio readout, and this is a very uh, interesting sort of title that I have today to communicate a message that I think is vital should open your eyes to a lot of things uh, as to why the culture is uh, has been degraded into this sort of Orwellian type of environment. And uh, the title of today's episode is The Coliseum of Provocation. Preface. Quote, To understand the true quality of people, you must look into their minds and examine their pursuits and aversions. End quote. Marcus Aurelius. 
Given the times we are living in now, there's a lot of people on edge when it comes to discussing societal issues. Apart from the disastrous government, the rise of communism, policies, state of the country, and the so-called leadership in D.C. driving the country off a cliff, I personally ask the question, why else is society on edge? The question is rhetorical because I already know the answer, and after my explanation, if you're intellectually honest, then you will understand the answer to this question as well. Unless you're from another planet, then you already know the problems that the country is facing, as well as the entire planet for that matter, and no, it's not global warming or climate change. To answer the question I just posed about why people are on edge, we first must identify what the problems are in society in the first place before we are able to offer solutions to those said problems. However, in the current Coliseum of Provocation in which we reside, the battlefield is being blurred by the fog of war when it comes to getting people on the same page. This division is intentional and is being driven by an administrative state media, or ASM, to satisfy their big advertisers and to use their platforms to drive the narratives of division to keep their falling ratings from completely hitting rock bottom. Due to the inability to properly identify the problems and the reasons for those problems is the reason why actual solutions can't be obtained to remedy those problems. This is because society is too divided to even agree on what the problems consist of in the first place. It's because of this division that we haven't yet reached a desired synthesis, as I've mentioned before with Hegel's dialectic, that you can examine further here. Uh, to see that uh, article, scroll down the article here on the Substack to view this link. The thing you must understand is that you don't have to respect the opinions of anyone who fails to back up their opinion with evidence and objective reality. No, you didn't misunderstand that last statement. In other words, I do respect everyone's right to hold their opinions and to have their beliefs. However, this doesn't mean I have to inherently respect the merit or more specifically, the lack of merit of those opinions and beliefs automatically. There is no inherent or automatic respect that is impulsively doled out to someone who simply has an emotionally strong opinion about something without backing up their theory of the case with a respectable, and yes, I said respectable, logical and evidentiary effort. Think about that for a minute. As one insane example of many with the societal issues plaguing us now regarding this Orwellian environment, if we've managed to understand the differences between a man and woman since the dawn of mankind, then why are we having such a difficult time with that known self-evident truth now? Once again, this is a problem because the advocates who can't observe this self-evident truth have been demoralized by a campaign of social engineering and what is more specifically referred to as ideological subversion. To understand the divisions in our society and the reasons why people are are unable to agree on the problems and solutions as they exist is because we are fighting ideological subversion, as the great KGB defector Yuri Bezmenov pointed to in his eye-opening interview with filmmaker and author G. Edward Griffin. Heading, Psychological Warfare. Yuri Bezmenov alias Thomas David Schumann, was a former PGU and KGB informant who defected to Canada. In 1984, Yuri Bezmenov gave a harrowing and highly informative interview with American filmmaker and author G. Edward Griffin, 
where he highlighted the significance and process involved with what he referred to as ideological subversion, or more specifically, a methodology recognized by Soviet intelligence as active measures. Bezmanov points out that unlike espionage, active measures is a very slow but powerful process of brainwashing that takes 15 to 20 years. Furthermore, active measures is also where the significant investment is within the intelligence community that he was a part of, making up about 85% of the total investment, with the intention being to expose a targeted population to the Marxist-Leninist propaganda with a specific goal and intention to overthrow that population. As a side note and observation to piggyback off of this explanation by Yuri Bezmanov, if you, if you think about that 15 to 20 year time cycle, it was Barack and Michelle Obama who said the following, quote, We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America, end quote. Barack Obama, October 30th, 2008, quote, We are going to have to change our conversation. We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place as a nation, end quote. Michelle Obama, May 14th, 2008. Source, the National Review. In short, from the time those two uttered those remarks to this current day, we're looking at a 15-year cycle where it's obvious that the crime syndicate of narrative has been implementing the active measures just as Yuri Bezmenov warned us about. The way active measures are achieved is through continuous propaganda that is pumped into the minds of young generations with the goal being to expose them to the enemy's ideology, This long, slow slog of propaganda and information takes several years, but the outcome is highly effective, and the reversal of that outcome can take the same amount of time, assuming the reversal process can even be successfully implemented. The infection of the mind, or what we would refer to now in this modern era as the woke mind virus, is something that can only be countered with patriotism and love of one's country and customs, according to Yuri Bezmanov, source YouTube. Bezmanov also points out that this entire process is carried out in four phases. Number one, demoralization. As stated before, this is a 15 to 20 year process. He also points out that the demoralization process ends up taking on a life of its own, with the majority of it happening with Americans doing it to other Americans due to the lack of moral standards and the addition of social pressures. According to Bezmanov, a demoralized individual is someone who is immune to reality. Factual, authentic documentation, photos, and even video evidence means nothing to this person. As Bezmanov points out, you can take a demoralized individual by force and drag him by the arm to show him the concentration camps in the Soviet Union, and the demoralized person still won't believe what is happening until the, quote, military boot crashes his balls, end quote, According to Bezmanov, then this is the point the person will understand what is happening. Number two, destabilization. According to Bezmanov, the destabilization stage only takes two to five years to employ, and the focus here is on foreign relations, defense, and the economy. We've already treaded water here. Number three, crisis. It only takes six weeks to bring a country to crisis. Number four, period of normalization. 
Bezmanov says that this word normalization is a cynical expression and can last indefinitely. As he points out, during this period, things will not be under control, even though they will give off this illusion. In fact, it will be disgustingly out of control, as he points out with his phase of active measures. Bezmanov warns us that the time bomb is ticking and that the world communist system is at war with the U.S. When G. Edward Griffin asked Bezmanov during the interview what he recommends as the remedy for this, he responds by saying the answer and solution is rather simple. As Bezmanov states, the first step is educating the public about what is going on so that the Marxist-Leninist ideals that are being pumped into the system don't take hold to demoralize the younger generations. In addition to this, he warns of something else that is key that the U.S. is already guilty of violating in this modern-day globalist system. He says that the U.S. should not trade, finance, or give any money whatsoever to any communist regime. If it's not obvious now, with the relationship that we currently have with the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, we have already violated this suggestion in a major way. With all the craziness going on in the world Right now, the cause of most all of these problems is due to the fact that we finance, trade, and do business with a communist government that wants to destroy us and the money they get from us is being weaponized against us every single day as a whole. Bezmanov says that these solutions aren't complicated, (coughs) but that if the American businessman can't curb their desire to profit from communist trade, that they will beg to be killed after the communist takeover but instead of being killed will most likely be shipped to somewhere like Alaska to oversee a prison labor camp. Bezmanov says that he defected to the West to be a part of this boat now, the boat of freedom. And if this boat goes down, then there's no better place to go down as the United States is the last place on earth that one can run to. Heading, the provocation from within. Given what G. Edward Griffin was able to expose with his interview with Yuri Bezmanov, this brings me back to the point of conflict that we currently find ourselves in with the society now as a whole. First of all, <coughs> excuse me. First of all, those of us who are emissaries of freedom are constantly being provoked by the American Bolsheviks in the public square. This is clearly being done by the American Bolsheviks advocating for censorship of dissident voices. The reason they want censorship is because the emissaries of freedom are taking direct ownership of Bezmanov's advice regarding putting forward the correct education and pushing a culture of patriotism. As a specific example, this very show is doing that very thing and is being censored and suppressed by the social media oligarchs who are trying to control the battleground for the information war that is running white hot as this current time in our history. Furthermore, this coliseum of provocation also exists as American Bolsheviks who call for censorship are unable to accept a dissenting opinion and view a dissenting opinion as a provocation in and of itself. This is problematic as such a reaction is only steeped in emotion. This emotion is something that has been identified at a psychological and biological level. According to clinical psychologist Jordan Peterson, a lot of what determines your political leanings is biological temperament. For my liberal friends and listeners, I'm going to use the misnomer, quote, liberal, end quote, 
Here, to identify more left-leaning people for the sake of this illustration, just to keep the discussion consistent with what Jordan Peterson is pointing out in his explanation. This is not to imply that all liberals are far-left Marxists, because I, don't, I, because I understand that's not the case, and I want the readers and listeners to this show to understand that as well. So according to Peterson, liberals tend to be high in the trade of openness, but are low in dutifulness and orderliness. Openness is associated with being more interested in the abstract and aesthetics. However, the conservatives are the opposite, being high in conscientiousness, being dutiful and orderly, but are low in openness. According to Peterson, this is why conservatives tend to make good businessmen, administrators, and managers, but not such good entrepreneurs. As Peterson points out, this is because the entrepreneurs are more often drawn from the more liberal-type personalities. These are pretty opposite biological differences in temperament, and each one is dependent on the other type. The important point is that the dialogue between people of different temperamental types is how the two learn from each other through discussion. You see, this is the thing that keeps the different temperamental types from being at each other's throats, according to Peterson. Source, YouTube. Note, to view this video, scroll down the article on the Substack. However, the problem here is that those who would probably be considered to be far left are so open to openness while being so closed off to conscientiousness that they advocate for closing down dialogue, dissent, and free speech. If you look at Peterson's last point, the reason the two temperaments would not be at each other's throats is because they both need to have the ability of open discussion. Essentially, this is free speech. However, the problem is is that in this modern era of social media that we currently reside in, we're living in a coliseum of provocation. Why do I refer to this as the coliseum of provocation? The coliseum represents the arena or platform or platforms that are made up of the social media public squares that so many people use to communicate and share ideas. The problem is that the social media platforms and their overlords have decided to create a digital barrier, or sort of a digital moat, if you will, between people through the act of censorship, as well as through how the social media algorithms are designed to function. Keep in mind that the social media algorithms involve a step-by-step -step procedure by platforms to collect specific data among a larger collection of data. Social media algorithms function in how they sort the post in a particular user's feed based on relevancy instead of publishing time. The social networks essentially prioritize what type of content a particular user sees on their feed by the likelihood that those people will actually want to see it. Now slow down and think about that for a moment. This is how they manage to divide groups of people into different social communication bubbles which results in these differing groups being isolated based on their ideologies. So when there is a provocation, when two individuals of opposing viewpoints cross paths after having been isolated for a significant amount of time on social media, the Coliseum proves to be more of a bread and circus show for those groups that have been isolated. Rather than having produced a healthier environment of conflict resolution, the opposite occurs due to these groups having been isolated for quite some time. If you weren't aware, that phrase, bread and circus, comes from the satires, which is a collection of satirical poems which were written by the Latin poet Juvenal, 
in the first and early second centuries A.D. To put this into political context, the phrase means to generate public approval not by implementing good public policy or service, but rather by distracting the public with entertainment, circuses, and food, bread. The phrase also points to the erosion of and the ignorance of civic duty as it no longer as it is no longer the priority of the citizenry. Source Wikipedia. This is the issue <clears throat> with the lack of understanding due to groups being isolated from one another, as well as fueling a more bread and circus environment rather than an environment of conflict resolution, problem solving, and civic duty. And looking at the function of social media as it currently works, if you are more likely to want to see a post from a personality such as CNN's Jake Tapper based on your social media algorithm, then you will see posts that are similar to Jake Tapper. Likewise, if you're more likely to see posts on your social media from the likes of Sean Hannity, then you will see Sean Hannity. With my own goal regarding this platform, I wanted to be able to create something that would cross the digital moat and to blast through the firewalls of censorship, which is proving to be very challenging. As a fitness professional and author, I'm obviously into fitness and health, but I'm also into philosophy, history, geopolitics, and culture. I'm a fan of both Steve Bannon and Tim Pool, but I also wanted to bring about my own approach to impacting the culture by stressing a more grounded and individual experience to demonstrate to you how we can impact culture together as a whole by first focusing on ourselves as individuals. This individual philosophical approach of me trying to do what I've always done within my industry involves helping you to recognize that you have agency. You have personal action and power uh, to influence and directly impact your environment instead of sitting back and allowing the environment around you to shape your life outcomes. The latter part of that statement, combined with the digital moats that separate most of us that are reasonable and desire to learn, are the reason we are currently feeling trapped inside this coliseum of provocation. But this platform is offering a way out. (coughs) Heading, the wrap-up. I firmly believe the experiences that we respond to shape and prepare us for the world as it changes. However, I want to be very clear that how the world changes is up to each one of us as individuals. Our actions as individuals impact the culture and result in the desired change that we want, whether we desire the status quo or if we desire a new thriving, free-loving, and enlightened world. As far as my objective view of the direction of the world as I currently write this, I see it going one of two directions. It's obvious to me if we continue moving in the direction that the current Biden regime has us on with rampant government corruption, censoring of dissonant voices, (coughs) the destruction of the economy, the early years of World War III, and the continued growth and weaponization of the administrative state, we are on the fast track towards a thousand years of darkness. However, I also believe that with the great awakening that is occurring across the globe, that people are starting to demonstrate their support and actions by putting their dollars where their values are located, by supporting businesses and organizations that support freedom, prosperity, and individuality. It is for both of these reasons as to why this blog and podcast exist It was born to be an information source with action towards shaping the environment 
rather than allowing the environment to shape the outcome of the rest of us. Your support and understanding in this movement is critical, and this is why together we can control the narrative in the Coliseum of Provocation in order to change its culture, which will change our political structure. I hope you enjoyed today's article podcast. If so, I hope you would choose to support this platform as part of the Patriot Economy as well. I really need your help to push this piece out to your friends, family, and co-workers. In order for both you and me to influence and strengthen our society, we must not stay idle. So please make sure you hit the subscribe and share buttons here below. Spreading messages like this one is how we influence our culture, and I need your help in order to do it. Also, listen to this episode here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Pocket Cast. Uh, if you like this podcast and the message, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating on the Spotify platform. Also, to connect with me, please make sure you join me here on Twitter, Facebook, Getter, and now on Substack's new social media called Notes. Uh, also, as an addition, just make sure if you do like the show, uh, if you do, just hit the like button. Uh, And also just drop a comment with uh, some of your feedback on the content of the article. I would love to hear your feedback. Uh, Any kind of engagement like this helps uh, this platform to overcome and to circumvent the suppression and censorship. So any and all of your engagement is is uh, greatly appreciated. And if you do want to access the the paid membership, please feel free to do that. I would love to to grow that as well. Uh, this helps the show to to survive and thrive. So this continue to to be a message to help to help spread throughout the public and to born or to help other Zenus during chaotic times. Stay strong. Stay focused. Stay active. Have a great day. <laughs>